Welcome back to the show. I'm Travis Chappell, and I believe that if you can connect with the best, you can become the best. So after creating 800 podcast episodes about building your network, I've come to realize that networking is really just making friends. If you're doing it the right way, anyway. Join me as I make friends with world-class athletes like Shaquille O'Neal, entertainers like Rob Deerdeck, authors like Dr. Nicole LaPera, former presidents like Vicente Fox, or even the occasional FBI hostage negotiator, billionaire real estate mogul, or polarizing political figure. So if you want to make more friends that help you become a better version of yourself, then subscribe to the show and keep on listening because this is Travis Makes Friends. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Travis Makes Friends podcast. My name is Eric. I'm Travis Chappell's producer. And on today's episode, we're going back into the vault and pulling out a couple episodes surrounding the topic of self-help, specifically self-help for people who don't like self-help. And we have three incredible guests on today's show. We're pulling from interviews with Mark Manson, David Nurse, and Tom Bilyeu. Mark Manson is the three-time number one New York Times bestselling author of The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck, as well as other titles. His books have sold around 20 million copies, been translated into more than 65 languages, and reached number one in more than a dozen countries. In 2023, a feature film about his life and ideas was released worldwide by Universal Pictures. David Nurse has been transforming the way hundreds of NBA stars play on the court and how hundreds of corporate executives dominate in the boardroom for the past 15 years. He's widely renowned as one of the top mindset specialists in the entire world and has written two best-selling mindset books, runs a transformational coaching business, and is a highly sought-after speaker hired by top Fortune 100 companies and professional sports teams, helping thousands of employees and athletes develop unshakable mindsets. In fact, he was recently named one of the top 50 keynote speakers in the world by Real Leaders. And lastly, you're going to hear from Tom Bilyeu, who is the co-founder of billion-dollar brand Quest Nutrition and the co-founder and host of Impact Theory. He's personally driven to expand people's vision of wellness to a 360-degree view that encompasses body and mind. Tom created Impact Theory to help people develop the skills they will need to improve themselves and the world. Tom was named one of Success Magazine's Top 25 Influential People in 2018 and Entrepreneur of the Year by Secret Entourage in 2016. There's so much value in today's episode. Remember, if there's anything that helps you throughout the show, be sure to share this content with somebody else who will also benefit from it. All right, let's get into today's show with Mark Manson, David Nurse, and Tom Bilyeu. Talk to me really quickly about your relationship with the rest of the self-help industry. Because I feel, I feel <laughs> like I get the feeling, Mark, that you identify as self-help, but not really. So, can can you give us just like a quick explanation of what you feel like that industry is and how you differ? Uh, yeah. So I I often tell people that you know my work is self-help for people who hate self-help. <laughs> it's kind of like a, an anti self-help in a, in a lot of ways because i I'm, I'm very outspoken and critical of kind of the traditional self-help tropes you know i i think positive thinking is kind of bullshit i think the law of attraction is definitely bullshit um i think a lot of the, kind of the woo-woo energy stuff that most people talk about um you know it's just it it's it's very masturbatory um so i i it's weird in that I'm still seen as a self-help guy, uh, but but a lot of people. Um, well, let, let me put it this way: um, I think a lot of my audience, the reason they're drawn to my work is because is because they're like me. You know, it's like they want to improve their lives, they want to 
you know, be happier and have better relationships and, and feel better about themselves, but they don't buy into kind of all the cheesy stuff, but they don't want to um, like bathe in crystals every morning or something. Exactly. Exactly. Right. Uh, but at the same time, the people who do bathe in crystals every morning, for some reason, think I'm one of them. And so you end up with this very awkward situation sometimes <laughs> where I get invited to things and, uh, and people are very disappointed uh, <laughs> or like horrified by the, by the things that come out of my mouth. So I actually, there's a funny story I'll tell you. I got invited to a conference um, in Europe back in 2015. And I didn't, back then I didn't do a whole lot of live speaking uh, yet. And so I was just, the fact that I was invited to a conference and I was going to get flown over and paid some money was like, huge you know it was thrilling for me so i accepted i didn't really look too far into like who these people were so i show up and it's and it's one of these you know woo woo spirit crystals type things uh and i i like go in there the first morning and the first speaker gets up on stage and he talks about starts talking about like uh you know visual energetics and he like makes us do this exercise where we have to like stare into the eyes of the person sitting directly next to us for like three minutes and share everything that we're feeling. And I'm just like, Oh God, this is not gonna, this is not gonna end well. And you know, sure enough, I got up on stage the next day and did my thing. And I think pretty much like half of the room hated my guts. Um, I like, I actually had people come up to me like very angry afterwards telling me I was wrong why was I here? I'm like, I, I really have no idea. So, um, I, I don't have, I don't have much of a relationship with the self-help industry. It's, it's, uh, <laughs> oh, that's funny. It's funny to me because I feel like in that self-help industry, there's a lot of the same coming, circling back to the beginning of the conversation. There's a lot of those same, um, hypocritical type people in there as well. There's a lot of like the fake it till you make it crowd. Um, that's, that's in that industry of people pretending to live this type of a life, and you should pay me for all of the things to help you live a life like I live. But it was really totally a facade and they didn't have any of the things that they said that they were doing. And um, so I, fi I figured you probably had a little bit of opposition to uh, identifying in those circles as well. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, the, the whole industry is there's an epidemic of narcissism in the industry. And I think it's because, you know, narcissists generally feel very good about themselves. That's why they're narcissists. Um, and so I think a lot of these people, they start developing, like what they see as self-improvement is actually just developing narcissistic tendencies and which makes them feel very good all the time. Mm. But part of that tendency is like, oh my God, I need to share this with others. People should pay me for this. Yeah. Um, and it, it just, it kind of creates this like pyramid scheme of narcissism. And I just, I don't, I have no interest in participating. Yeah. A lot of it's the religion of self, right? It's yeah. Like it's the same tenets, uh, and I like in um, uh, in in your second book, and every everything is fucked. You go 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 in that chapter about how people create religions all the time, and uh, was one of the most fascinating things that that I've read. It's all the things that I've been thinking for the past few years as I've been like navigating adulthood, leaving the way that I grew up, and um, <clears throat> you just articulated extremely well. Let's talk about writing specifically. Yeah, um, so. 
the first book was just kind of like, it's, it sounds like, and correct me if I'm wrong. It sounds like you were just like, I want to get into this. Let me just start practicing the skill of writing. Totally. And then it turned into this big collection of things that you were able to whittle down into something that actually made sense as a book. Yep. yep. Was the second one a little bit more like purposeful around a certain topic or title? And yep. then you kind of went deep on it. hundred percent. So the first one was, all right, I'm just going to get all my stories out there. Yep. And with every story that I have, I'm going to have a point to it. Like, what is the reason for the story? What's the takeaway from the story with a tool to it? I'm really big on giving like, okay, actionable things sure, sure. instead of just telling stories so people can actually go and apply it. So I just, my, my process, I got on the walking treadmill or treadmill and I put my laptop on there for an yeah. hour a day and I just wrote. Whether mm-hmm. it was two pages of great writing or two words, which usually was more towards the two <laughs> words, I would just write and it became just like a workout. That was my consistency and I would write. Mm-hmm. And I got paired up with a, a great flow editor with a, it was like a small time publisher, but the flow editor was awesome. And she yeah. helped me kind of weave the stories together and put it together. And then we continued to work on the next book. So John Gordon talking about relationships. The only reason I get a three book deal with one of the top publishers there is Wiley is because John Gordon, we mm-hmm. were sitting in a Miami heat game watching our friend, Eric Spolster coach. And John's like, Hey, why haven't you talked to my publisher? It's like, well, you haven't introduced me. Like, okay, well, we'll get on a call with them tomorrow. We'll get you a three-book deal. (laughs) There it was. That happened. That's the power of relationships. The amazing guy that he is. So the second book was, yeah, it's very like, okay, we want this one to be more business approach. We want that this is the breakthrough formula, taking from years of training NBA players and working with coaches to like what – is the formula that actually leads to people having regular occurring breakthroughs and not just little happy accidents that happen. Mm. So that was more of a structured approach. Regular recurring breakthroughs. Yeah, because right. breakthroughs, like people always are like, yeah, I want that breakthrough. I'm going to get a breakthrough. Uh, what's a breakthrough? Yeah, they look at it as like super lucky. Yeah. They it's don't a, have much influence over it. It's an abstract term, right? Yeah. It's just it's just by happen chance. But there's a formula that the most successful people do mm. on a daily basis consistency that actually lead to breakthroughs. So that book was more of a structured, but same type of way, like an hour a day, boom, boom, boom. And now this third book that I've just turned in that's coming out in April of 23, which is a whole different style. Like this is, those two first books had a, had some of my stories in them, mm-hmm. but now this one has zero of my stories in them. Mm-hmm. And this is all, so this, this next one, as an author, you get more excited about the next book, sure. always the next sure. book, but this one's awesome and i'm not like i think it's awesome and also have to give a lot of credit to my wife who knows the english language better than anybody i've ever been around like i'll write and i write like i talk and then she'll go through it she'll be like you cannot say there's like 13 negatives in the same sentence like that doesn't work (laughs) so she cleans everything up for me which is amazing she's she's the first edit she's the first edit she's the last edit (laughs) she's the creative brain behind majority of things that i do she's an actor and producer and, and super creative so like I'd be lying if I said a lot of the ideas were mine because they're not. Like I'll go out there and talk and I'll write and I'll do it, but a lot of the ideas come from her. This episode of the show is brought to you by Indeed. We are driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate is not to search at all. It's to match and match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need this platform, guys. I'm telling you, Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work and use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging candidates so you can connect with those people even faster. And it doesn't just help you hire faster. In fact, 93% of employers 
agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And look, guys, one of the things that I wish I would have used Indeed for is this matching service. You can search and search and search and search and search all day long, but to actually be presented with quality candidates, like 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 hiring a a recruiter for you that's presenting people that has actually done the work to vet them and uh, bring quality people in front of you. That work by itself is uh, the fact that it's done by a software instead of like a team of high quality recruiters is is pretty insane. So they leverage over 140 million qualifications and preferences every single day, which is why Indeed's matching engine is the best one that you can use. It's constantly learning from your own preferences. So the more you use it, the better it gets at doing the job for you. Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility over at Indeed.com slash Travis. Just go to Indeed.com slash Travis right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed here on the podcast. Indeed.com slash Travis. Terms and conditions apply. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. But anyways, it's all on taking action. So I've done studies, surveys for a long time on the I, the main reasons people don't take action. Yeah. And there's nine main areas. So it's like, I'll give you some examples. Fear of other people's opinion, scarcity mindset, blaming the past, uh, different ones like that of like, okay, well, this is why I'm held back from taking action. So I want people to be able to read it and see what's holding them back like why is it like what stories am i telling myself yeah what stories like am i not taking action because i'm i'm actually afraid what other people think or is it hey i got burnt by the past so i don't want to try it again Hmm. and so you're able to resonate with a certain type of archetype yeah and then i i found these stories from people in history crazy people that just changed the world that a lot of people don't know their names Mm -hmm. but they had that 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 crux when they had the decision to well should i not take action because this is what's holding me back Yeah, or do i take the risk and I show it like how they took the risk and changed the world of by doing so basically to empower people like you can do it too and giving them tools at the end of it. But anyways, uh, that the writing process always starts with me just throwing slop out there. Hmm. Like it's never like it's the brainstorm. I, I think, phase. Uh, yeah. Who, who was it? Greg McCowan. McCowan. I might be pronouncing his name wrong. Essentialism. Amazing book. Okay, yeah, yeah. He talks about how he writes a zero draft, and I loved that. Like, it's not even the first zero draft. draft. It's a zero draft. <laughs> Just throw stuff out there, yeah. and then you can kind of merge it together. So it's always like, it's like, it's like the, the clay pot where you're on the, the thing in an art class and you're just molding the clay with your hands and mm-hmm. it over time it just becomes more and more yeah. finite to what it's going to be. Shape, yeah. yeah. What, um, uh, when you when you start writing, is there a way that you decide which concept is going to be able to stick around, or like, yeah, I, I guess I'm, oh, yeah. I guess I'm asking, like, do you have like a, a a system to test the initial phase out with, or is it just kind of a gut feeling? Are you talking about like the overall concept of it? Right, right. Like, if you're just going to start writing, you know, yeah. like, are you headed in a direction when you're writing, or oh, is yeah. it literally? Yeah, just yeah, yeah, a, yeah, yeah. So I've got a list of about. 10 books that I want to write. Got it. And they're all based on like what people are saying or what I'm getting feedback on when I'm speaking or what like points that I know people need. And and yeah, I'll send out different types of surveys to kind of test it and feel it. If if something that people would like to my email list or people that I know, but there's always a direction to it. I mean, it's like 
new things come up throughout it where I'm like, oh yeah, like I got to add that. And I'm always, I'm always looking and learning and listening to different things that might help enhance it. But, and always trying to do something in a different way too. This, like this book has a little bit of what you would call historical fiction mixed in with it too, that kind of hasn't been done in this type of whatever you want to self-help space sure, which self-help's sure. the worst term you yeah, can actually yeah. use I hate it. Yeah, self-help for people who hate self-help type yeah we need thing. a new term for that. i know right no I, one can I, self-help I themselves the you need right. others to help them right let's it's think of a new like term continued education space you know that's yeah, like, good uh, it's for people who desire to continue improving themselves is all yeah what was the ben stiller one what was his his uh school that he created in that movie the, oh, oh the, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, for people who want, yeah, for people who want to learn more and think better and read, yeah. like, without much further ado, I give you the Derek Zoolander Center for Kids Who Can't Read Good. That's what it's it something needs to be really called. clunky. Yeah, yeah. You almost said it there. You were saying like the continued yeah. learning space for people who want to learn yeah. and grow. Yeah, that's yeah. that's the, the new self help. Yeah, that's the category in Barnes and Noble now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thirty five words. Yeah. So I've never done this before, but I want, I want to try it out if that's cool with you. I'm going to say a quote that you have said, and I want you just to give me like a quick deep dive into that quote. Sure. Cool. So first one, there is no greater revenge than unmitigated success. <laughs> so that's actually a quote. I think that's um, Frank Sinatra, if I remember right. And one, I think that people really have to understand that you're only going to get so far with beauty. You're only going to get so far with love and I'll call it 80%. You're going to get 80% of the way there. Mm-hmm. And the vast majority of the time, that's where you should be. But there's something built into us where you need the dark side. You need the, the rage, the anger to propel you forward in acute moments. I don't think you ever want to stay there for long. Mm-hmm. And they've shown this scientifically. If you take somebody and have them submerge their arm in an ice bucket and have you know 30 people do it, whatever, you'll get a median amount of time that people can leave it in. If right when they're about to pull it out, you tell them, don't take it out, get angry. You can yell, cuss, do anything you want. Just express rage. They can leave it in 30% longer. Wow. So our ability to endure pain is increased by the amount that we're able to harness the anger, the aggression. And I find that people either don't know how to be aggressive. They don't know how to channel that rage, that anger, or it's all they do. Mm. Both are problematic. If your only tool is rage and anger, you'll self-destruct, you'll burn out, you'll alienate everybody. If on the other hand, you hold it, you reserve it for those key moments, you endure what you can endure, but right before you give in, instead of giving in, you go farther than anybody else because you know how to harness that stuff. So there are definitely times that I think about where I'm, I'm just fucking exhausted, man, to my core, like mm-hmm. to the, the marrow of my bones, I cannot go any farther. Yeah. And in those moments, I think of the people that I know want me to fail. Mm-hmm. I think of the people that sincerely believe I'm going to fail and that they will do anything they can to trip me up. I think of people that told me, you're never, dude, it's too late. You're never going to make it. Mm-hmm. I actually have a list. And <laughs> I know who the people are. I'm thinking of them right now. <laughs> and in those moments, I just, I won't give them the satisfaction. And I mm-hmm. am going to be successful, and then not say a fucking word about it. And just let the success speak for itself. But I've got to tell you, there have been times, part of the reason that I've been as successful as I have is in those moments where I'm just as tired as anybody else, where I want to go to the party like everybody else. Mm -hmm. I don't because of the darkness, not because I'm thinking, oh my God, I really want to help people. Right. That's where I spend 80% of my time. Mm -hmm. 
But homie, there is 20% of the time, it's nothing but rage. Love it, love it. All right, next one. Um, you talk a lot about doing all the hard things and stuff like that. So um, actually, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to save that one for a second. I like this one. It is impossible to see the world as it is. We kind of touched on this a little bit talking about perspective, but can mm. you kind of go into that a little bit further? Yeah, you really can't. So there are regions of your brain that are designed to color your perception of the event. So there's a part of your brain called the deep limbic system. Its job is to apply emotion. So, hey, there was a stimulus. Was the stimulus good or bad? And there's a famous Shakespeare quote, there is nothing either good or bad, but thinking makes it so. Mm. So we all have this stimulus, which is completely neutral. Genocide is neutral, right? We say it's horrible and rightly so, but (laughs) we have to understand that we're doing that with everything. We're doing that with, I stub my toe and it has meaning. We do it with, um, I failed that test and that has meaning. And because the meaning part is completely subjective and we like begin to lose sight of what's real. It completely fluctuates based on our mood, how much sleep we got, what we ate. Like all of these things are going to influence how you feel about an otherwise neutral stimulus. Hmm. And um, lest people think that I'm overstating that genocide is in and of itself neutral, Viktor Frankl, who was in, I think, five concentration camps and managed to survive, said between stimulus and response, is a gap. And in that gap, we decide how to react. Hmm. And he said, people in concentration camps, you could tell within 72 hours who was going to live and who was going to die. Because once somebody gave up and they no longer had meaning, Hmm. he said 72 hours later, they were going to be dead. Because in that gap, if you're not doing something useful, if you're not empowering yourself, believing something, regardless of whether or not it's actually true or accurate. Mm. Just, I choose to believe. Like if I remember right, he was like, he just kept thinking about his family. I'm doing this for my family. I'm going to get out and do something wonderful for my family. I'm fighting for my family. I'm going to make through this for my family. And that thing filled him with what he needed to fight through five concentration camps and make it out the other side. And the, the, the book, Man's Search for Meaning, is is extraordinary. And I think really has to be read. And so when you understand that even in that situation, somebody's saying, no, 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 you still have the ability to choose how you respond, mm. meaning you can change that frame of reference. That's when I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to stop worrying about what is accurate and I'm just going to worry about what's empowering. <laughs> That's so, so fantastic. Last one. Here we go. There's always room for the best. Yeah, I live by this. And I think that, People need to understand you are where you are in your life right now because of your skill set. So if you're not where you want to be, you don't have the skill set you need. You're just not good enough. Mm. And a lot of people can't handle that because they think they, it means you're just not good enough, period, forever. You, you will never be good enough. Right. You are less than. That's not what it means. It means that your skill set is less than. You're not good enough yet. You can apply yourself. You said it earlier, humans are the ultimate adaptation machine. It is what we are literally genetically designed to do is adapt. Mm. That's why the human animal is the ultimate apex predator. We just adapt, man. We can adapt mentally. We can adapt physically. It is crazy the level to which we can adapt our bodies and our minds. And if you think that, oh, I'm this ultimate adaptation machine, but who I am now is who all I will ever be. It's like you're missing out on on the precise thing that makes humans extraordinary. Mm. So I always tell people, look, just assume you're average. Assume you were born hopelessly average. You can improve. And even if you want to think that you're 
like way below average. Fine. You, you are where you are, but you can still improve. Right. So wherever you are, there is a, a massive amount of improvement that can be done. And when you hear stuff like Richard Branson has like a 92 IQ or something, it's like literally just above um, like special needs. Really? And he's like, well, it hasn't held me back because he, he built a frame of yeah. reference that became very powerful. And so that's what I want people to focus on. Don't worry about who you are today. Who do you want to become and what price are you willing to pay to get there? Because it will demand an extraordinary price. Yeah, I love that. That's one of the quotes that I have. Um, when, I, when I first started the show, that's one of the quotes I wrote down on a whiteboard. So everybody's like, well, podcasting, it's super crowded. It's super crowded. Mm. super crowded. You're not going to be able to stand out. And I wrote that Steve Martin quote, be so good, they can't ignore you. Yes. That, that, that was what I focused on. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. There's saturation. If you're good, it doesn't matter. That's it for today's episode. Thanks for spending some time with me and my friends. If you want to be better friends with me, then head over to travischapel.com slash team to subscribe to my free newsletter, Your Friend Travis, where I share what's on my mind about life, building a business, raising kids, being married, and anything else I would normally share with my close circle of friends. That's travischapel.com slash team. And my biggest ask of you since I'm sharing my friends with you is to share this episode with a friend of yours that hasn't listened to the show yet and leave us a quick five-star rating in Apple Podcasts and in Spotify. It would mean the world to us as it helps us make sure that this show continues to be more valuable to you. Thanks in advance, and I'll catch you on the next episode. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.